Yes. Hi, how are you? Good night. How have you been? This is 393, the radio program of Studio 393 in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. We are located in the Skywalk between Portage Place Mall and the Bay Downtown. What do we do? Specialize in recording, teaching youth how to record, uh, dance, workshops, as well as art, uh, beat making, singing, rapping, all you can think of, as well as radio and some other things that we have flowing through. This is 101.5 UMFM. This week we have an interview with Adeline Bird, podcaster, broadcaster, filmmaker, author. Soul Unexpected is her podcast. Uh, her and Roger Boyer came down to uh, do some podcast workshops with Studio 393 uh, last year in the fall. 2017 and now she's returned to talk about her film nappy hair and eagle feather she sits down with dana osani and taya and they go through an education a great conversation about mixed heritage indigenous afro roots uh it's a journey of self-discovery as well as storytelling and the importance of narrative and the storyteller controlling that narrative. Hey listeners, this is 101.5 UMFM. My name's Dana. Taya. And we're here right now in studio and we have a special guest today. And just like to introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Adeline Bird and I'm here to discuss my film Nappy Hair and an Eagle Feather. Um, so what's your film about? Um, Nappy Heron and Eagle Feather is about a young Afro-Indigenous woman, in, or teen actually, in the 21st century trying to uh, basically find out who, her, who she is and uh, her identity and how her identity plays into the, into the world, basically. Nice. Yeah, it's like really relatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just being like mixed, like half, I wouldn't say like African because I don't know my roots roots. All I know is that I'm from like Nova Scotia and that's where like everybody is from. And then I'm from here, half Aboriginal Ojibwe. So like knowing that this film's going to be coming out, I'm just like, now I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm just like, hell yeah. Yes. Um, I... My mission as a filmmaker, so I'm a podcaster, but um, I love media, and I'm on this uh, media takeover right now. I'm, my mission is to become the Oprah of Canada. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's really great. Um, but my one, my one thing is, uh, growing up, I've never seen mixed families on television, and when you yeah. do, it's usually white or whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's never, you never see, like, grow, for me growing up, I've always, I've dated Asian, I've, you know, I've always seen mixed interracial people, I'm interracial, um, so it, it never, you know, the media and film doesn't really match our reality, yeah. and so my mission is to uh, showcase and share the mixed experience. Nice, oh, yeah. Wow. I never, yeah, I never even knew that I had a cousin that was half black, half Vietnamese out in Halifax until I went there. Exactly. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Exactly. CBC, uh, CBC Indigenous did this whole segment on, or this whole spread on uh, the mixed experience. 
and that was with myself and two other uh, mixed uh, women that they interviewed. And after that article came out, the amount of mixed people that were just like reaching out to me, they're like, oh, I'm half this and I'm half that, yeah. and I live in Canada, and thank you for sharing that, and that's my experience too, and it's, 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 you, you don't think too much of it, like you just think, okay, well, I'm, yeah. I'm just here, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm just me. Exactly, exactly. But uh, there also is um, a big community, a big. Um, I mean, a, a lot of us are half. A lot of us have some other yeah, culture yeah. in us. So, I mean, that whole idea that there's this full breed of people is doesn't really exist anymore. Right? Um, it's like eye roll. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, that's super great, too. I mean, like... Um, touching on like the mixed families. I mean, also too, like you don't see it in pop culture. <laughs> yeah. And every, every time, like you say, it's always like white something. And I feel like growing up too, it's like I never really had people who were Filipino Japanese. It was really kind of like that's my mix, me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And so like growing up here, it's like there's so many Filipinos, but it's just like you don't get like Filipinos who are mixed. Yes. Even though technically we are, I've heard like the debate that oh, the first Filipinos were like. Hispanic or black, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then it's just kind of like, you know, getting that, what do you define somebody who looks mixed? And I don't know, I'm just trying to trail Or even who or just, doesn't even yeah. look yeah. mixed, yeah. right? Because yeah. a lot of people think I'm I'm half, or I'm full, like, African. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, you, you don't look indigenous. Yeah. But I am indigenous. So mm -hmm. it's, you never know if, just yeah. because someone may look a certain so, way doesn't yeah. mean that they are mixed or they aren't mixed. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. it's one of those those things where I feel like we need to there's there just needs to be a, a better dialogue and there needs to be more discussion mm -hmm. on what that experience is like, especially yeah. in pop culture. Yeah. Pop culture yeah. pisses me off. It's <laughs> <laughs> so inaccurate. Sometimes. Exactly. So like, come on, guys. Yeah. 2018. Damn. I was, I was like, your film is making me think of the Crazy Rich Asians movie that's coming out too. Yes, but how long has that taken, right? Yeah. Um, I have a friend who uh, is an actor and a filmmaker in Vancouver, and every single role that he's auditioning for is yeah. some sort of stereotype. Yeah. He can never just oh. get a role where he's not playing a ninja or a martial art. Oh, you know what I mean? No, Asian. The nerd. The nerd, yeah. I'm so mad. I'm just like, okay, not all Asians are like nerds. Right? Like, come on. We're like, we're way different than that. Me and my brother. Um, so where did your inspiration come from? Uh, my inspiration comes from truth, actually. Uh, everything I do is in the name of truth. Um, I'm just tired of seeing the nonsense that's out there in film and media and Hollywood and just sort of the way our, our narratives are portrayed. Mm -hmm. I, um, I remember being, like, I always share the story on my podcast. When I was younger, it was so annoying because I, I grew up in the age of, like, Destiny's Child hey, and yeah. Maya. So, of course, these are women who um, who dance provocatively, and, yeah. but it's it's but an it's, art. It's yeah. an art form, right? Yeah. But there'd be times where I'd be out, and people would say things like, "Oh, Adeline, this is your song. Shake your ass." Oh it's my like, goodness! Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's because of what they've seen in yeah, the media, yeah. right? So they see black girl, and they attach it yeah, to yeah, to like whatever. And exactly. 
exactly. Sorry. But some of us yeah. are, um, you know, some of us are book readers. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> some of us are nerds. Not every every single one of us are uh, like ass clappers in musical roles. Not all of us are dancers either. Just like, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> that's, that's funny. My mission is to uh, set the, the record straight through uh, storytelling, however that may be, whether it be through podcasting, um, developing films, whatever it may be. To, for me, it's, it's really about truth. Mm, that's actually really good. Because, like, yeah, everybody's just, oh, this, this, and it's just like, no, I'm me. Just because of my my skin tone doesn't mean I'm going to be what you think it is. It's just, I'm me as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm just not what you're going to think I am. Like, no. some people are just like, oh, you're so outgoing. But I just, I like to sit down and read. I don't like going out all the time. You know? Exactly, right? It, it's just like, I'm not that person. Just because you, what you see makes it look like I'm out all the time. I'm constantly going out. It's just like, no, I'm at home being lazy. Same. Mm-hmm. You get you so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. Stereotypes. Well, I mean, it's funny because, like, I remember growing up, too, it's, like, Filipino stereotypes always. It's, like, you got to be a nurse or you got to work in healthcare, or it's just, like, you got to, like, be super religious. But I think that's, like, any other kind of ethnicity. But I swear, Filipinos... How many more nurses do we actually need? Right? I know, right? Like, like, you need, like, 10 <laughs> to 15 more. I was, like... Oh my gosh, like how many nurses are we gonna get in this generation? Like, well, what about what about a Filipino comedian or a Filipino yeah, actress? Yes. Like, right. like, like, come on, let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like the narrative's changing. For for Asians, I know like and there's like this YouTube channel called Wong Fu Productions, and it's something called Yappy. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of the base off term for like a young Asian professional. And oh. so it's just kinda like the stereotypes of like all Asian people have this very stable job of being either lawyer, doctor, engineer. But then the show is kind of a social commentary about how, you know, well what's next then? What if you what if you feel like it's not enough? Yeah. And so like the character kinda goes on this journey where he kind of discovers that he used to dance, he actually was like the opposite of a yappy. Yeah. But then he starts to question like, are these like my actual yappy friends or am I supposed to like, you know, find something else for myself and define for me more than See, and that's like me. real, you yeah. know, like yeah. that's a narrative that I feel like yeah. is just so real that people can yeah. actually connect with, yeah. like this whole housewife stuff, like oh yeah, we can't, oh, no. pe- everyday people can't connect to those, like yeah. really genuinely yeah. connect to those things. Yeah. It's stories like that, narratives like mm-hmm. that, where people are like, oh shit, like yeah. I can I can actually relate to that, yeah, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to be a, a yappy, yeah. is that what they yeah. 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 Hi. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's very true. I know that. Like for me, as like a male, um, I don't see a lot of like like male house husbands. But like my favorite things to do is like cooking and like yard work. Mm. Like I just went ham on the yard a couple weekends ago, mm-hmm. and like and like cooking but I still I don't think that makes me any less of um, a male yeah no absolutely yeah. not I feel like it it makes you more of because you're connecting with the land and you're connecting with mm. you know with what's already in your DNA I yeah, think, yeah I think people who who refuse to like cook for themselves and garden like I wish I can garden I wish I lived yeah. in a house where I yeah. can garden but yeah. I feel like that's self-sufficiency there's yeah. so much power in self-sufficiency yeah and I think it's also like for me like my mom's like indigenous mm-hmm. and like my family is 
and I think it's like maybe potentially a way of like getting back to the land and learning how to like work with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just kind of recap for any uh, listeners tuning in. This is one one point five UMFM. My name's Dana. I'm also with Taya and Osani and Adeline, and we're just talking about her film. Nappy hair and an eagle. There feather. we go. <laughs> I'm just like, I know what the film was, and I was just like, it, it's getting to me, it's getting to me. But, but we're getting back to this conversation. In making this film, did you find any kind of like obstacles or challenges along the way in terms of like putting the story out? Were there kind of, um, do you find that there are some people who didn't agree with you making this film? Oh, absolutely not. People are yeah. ready. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. It's like a, there's a, like the expiry date has already passed. Like it's, yeah. Um, I was actually just saying to a friend today, I think my power and uh, what's going to separate me as a storyteller, mm-hmm. of a filmmaker, is having that, sharing that mixed experience mm-hmm. and being and being open and like just saying like this is important to me, sharing these stories is, is important yeah. to me. Um, <clears throat> no issues at all. I will have to say, I think it's because I've 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 produced films before, so yeah. it wasn't as hectic for me. Mm. Um, okay. But we did have, uh, I'm fortunate enough to go through uh, the National Screening Institute uh, because we got to work, I got to work with um, a director by the name of Andrew Forbes who's like amazing. He's like mm. one of the top producers and directors in the city. Mm. So he helped out with the camera yeah. work, uh, our editing, we got like high quality editing. Ooh, so just hey. through, just through the, the program, you know, I got to have that full experience of yeah. um, working with and creating like mm-hmm. a masterpiece. I think it's really interesting kind of hearing how people are so positive about it. And I feel like, I don't know if this even would have been possible in the past. Like, I don't know, you know, if you were to do a film maybe like 10 years earlier about this, would it have been different then compared to like now? Um. Probably, yeah. probably. The one thing that we um, that we we sort of face still as um, Indigenous filmmakers yeah. is this need. A lot of broadcasters are still in the mindset of needing to see us in in. I, I like to call it poverty porn, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. they 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 want our stories, but yeah. they want us to tell the sad stories or the stories oh. of us in the past. Right. It's yeah. never. It's really hard to tell stories of us in present. Yeah. Um, and for and for the you know wider uh, media to see us in in present. Yeah. I got to. We got to sit down with a woman by the name of Tracy Deer. She created a show called uh, uh, Mohawk Girls, which is uh, yes, amazing. It's a I brilliant, brilliant show. show. And it showcased indigenous women in the present. It was basically like an indigenous sex in the city. Honestly, it is. Yeah. So good. And it's all about that res life. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, like, it, and it's based upon that, like, moving from the city to the res and, like, mm-hmm. having those two, two ways of yeah. life. Like, to me, that's what's important. That's what's important. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing Indigenous women as, like, this, like, Pocahontas sort yeah. of spiritual, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why can't we have an Indigenous Batwoman? Yeah, you know? True. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Badass, that's, that's true. My friend, uh, Sonia, she made, like, a film about, um, about this, like, girl who, who's, like, um, 
And I think she's going through the forest after school and found, finds like a cape and then she becomes like a superhero. Oh. She's like just and it was really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, and she won the RBC award, but like. Oh, Sonia. Yeah, okay, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But like a lot of people were like hesitant about it because like you're saying it's not like poverty. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not poverty porn. Or yeah. Trauma porn. Or like if it's not sad, then it's just like, what's the point of watching this? Like, yeah. sorry, like. Yeah. Well, it's 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 to keep us in a in a certain light, right? Because it serves a certain purpose when you see people um, in that way, right? It's almost like when uh, when I when I was working as a social worker, a, co a common thing that I would hear from from people is. Every time I go access a service, they want me to tell the same story over again. So you're just re-traumatizing yeah. that person over and over and over again. How many times can we be re-traumatized? Right. Not saying that the I'm not saying that the 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 important stories aren't important. Like those yeah. sad stories, the truth aren't important. But I also feel like it's important to see us in a in a, in a positive light as well. Yeah. So zero. I didn't see like trailer for anything. Was your film like a documentary or is it a? Um, it's it's a docu series because oh, it's cool. based on my on my life. Um, so what I actually plan on doing is uh, taking that and turning it into a series, hmm. but basing it on four uh, four indigenous cousins growing up in the inner city. So at first I was going to focus it on all Afro-Indigenous cousins growing up in the urban, but I thought it would be really cool to see the dynamic between like a full-blooded uh, First Nations and the, the half, Af half black and half mm -hmm. Indigenous, like just like my, my family, right? Yeah. We have some of us who are full-blooded, we have some of us that are half, mm -hmm. so I want to showcase the, the dynamics yeah. and sort of mm -hmm. the things that we have to... Yeah. Um, conversations we have to have, the things, yeah. the experiences we have to go through. Like, um, my, my one cousin, you know, when we all turned 18, I remember she got she got hauled out of out of the bar when we went out one night because she used her status card. And so the security thought that she just, like, that wasn't her ID. So oh they, they dragged her out of the bar. And she's like, what are you talking about? That's my status card. But because she appears, Full, like a full-blooded black woman, oh, right? Yeah. The security was like, "This is not your ID." Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So showcasing stories like that yeah. is like what I want to what I want to do with the series. And I and as a, uh, a radio host, I want to um, incorporate and like showcase local artists as, as well in my in my series and incorporate that so that everybody's shining. I feel like it's important for the whole community to shine in mm. some shape or form. Amazing. Who's oh. in your uh, docu-series? Are they like actors, um, a lot of them? Or are some of them kind of like... Two are comedians. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dawn Levant, she's a comedian. She's with Woke, Woke Comedy. Hey. Uh, and uh, Angelou, 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 can never remember her last name, but she's also a comedian. Okay. Uh, she just recently did a fringe show called "I'm Not Taylor Swift," <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Cheyenne uh, is who's the main character. 
she's actually Afro-Indigenous. She never had any experience in acting, but because mm. she's playing, basically playing herself, it was just natural. Hey. That's great. <laughs> Find the natural actors. Yeah. I just feel like every like every person of color can act because we're we're just portraying yeah. our real experience. Yeah, well, I feel like that's that's what gives us like I think like the advantage is because we're drawing it from our own experiences so we can express those feelings. Exactly. And it's more authentic rather than like have some sort of oh god, you know what I made me think of? Um, there's this movie I was I think it was with Emma Stone and this other white actor, I can't remember his name, and it was about um, the military, like people in Hawaii, I can't remember the name, but Oh I know the, I know And, and the with. controversy was that they casted Emma Stone as this half Japanese half white and oh, like yes. she's not Japanese at all and I'm just like if you look at other people who are mixed or are half Japanese or half white they don't like she has the full like she's full European full white and I'm like there's so many other Asians you could have casted absolutely right to play her off like there's right? <laughs> honestly there's like Probably a million. There's like, um, and all those yeah. other Asian actresses yeah. that want that freaking yeah. role, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many actresses and actors out there. Like, yeah. give people the the chance to to shine. But I I definitely yeah. agree with you. It's um, that's that's one of the the problems in in Hollywood, and that's one of the reasons why I want to, you know, do this whole media takeover is because. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted of, of, of that. Yeah. Um, recently, there was this whole thing with um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she wanted to. She's supposed to play a trans role. Yeah. Did oh. you hear about that? And then Dave Wheeler. And then the whole David Wheeler thing oh. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. When there is, when there already are trans actors, like let yeah. give the roles to the people who actually live that yeah. experience, like. It's not rocket science, right? <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, I think a lot of it's just because privilege, right? Exactly. I feel like because they are like, you know, they're privileged, especially most of the times, like privileged white people. Yeah. I mean, and so it's like they have that opportunity, but it's just like, well, this doesn't feel authentic for the people who want to be represented. Like when they watch those kind of films, they're just like, well, that's not me. How is that supposed to feel like me, act like me? when there are other people in Hollywood who can definitely play that role because exactly. that's who they are. Exactly. That just reminds me of the Johnny Cash movie. Yeah. His wife, in like real time, she's black. She's actually black, black. yeah. in the movie, she's yes. played by a white woman. Oh and my I, God. I saw that on Tumblr and I was like, what? And so I had to like search it. Yeah, his kids are mixed, but in the so movie, cool. they're all white. They're all and white. it's just it's just like, oh my God. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Um, his, his wife, oh, his yeah. original wife was is, is black. black. Wow. And like their kids are like mixed, but in the movie, they just made it seem like she was a white woman and he oh, cheated on her, and like all their kids are like white, and it's just like no, his kids are half black, and oh, yeah, his next wife that he married was white. Yeah. But his first wife was black, black and it was just... And they just like made that narrative super quick. Yeah. They got it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, truth, right? Yeah. Like, it's super important that we, especially, especially you all as, as the younger generation, um, make sure that that is what's being portrayed. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was the, the woman... Um, that movie, Matri The Matrix. Mm. The Matrix oh. was actually written by a black woman. Really? Yes. That's so uh, And Warner Brothers, uh, she had the one of the top uh, lawsuits against Warner Brothers within Hollywood, and they obviously squished her. 
but this is this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about is we have to be and we also have to be very careful about our ideas as yeah. people of color right so that we because um, look at Black Panther great got lots of reviews got lots of whatever but where's the money actually going it's not right. going back into our communities no it's it's never going to go back into our communities. so we're we're um, elevating a group of people who are already rich it's great that that movie was done. I'm happy that I movie love was done. that movie. Exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's serving uh, it's serving not it's not serving us really. Yeah. I mean, for the short period of the excitement, yeah, but yeah. long term, no. no. I mean, that's why, like, her film, like your film, and then also like the Yappy series, like it's all coming back to the community. Yes. And yes. it's just like they even had a whole like tour and discussion and stuff and talking mm-hmm. about like why it was so important for it. And I mean like, you know, talking about long food reductions, people should look them up. They're super great. And I mean, they obviously weren't ready to like talk about representing like Asian Americans specifically. And they said that like as time passed on, you know, they saw that it needed to be done. And so I think like more people should be mm-hmm. portraying that. And I mean, with you, Adeline, I mean like super great and everything. So actually, when is your movie gonna be screened? Like, where will it? Be? Uh, so we're having our grad um, this Thursday. Um, but I do. We're having our grad. It's gonna be screened at Cinematech at 4:30 this Thursday. Uh, but I am going to put. Happy Hair and Eagle Feather into a uh, Black Arts Film Festival that's coming up in October. Mm. So I can let you all know then yeah. if you can't make it Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I got some documentaries going down right now too as well that I'm in the midst of, of creating. And uh, I act. And yeah. So, okay thoughts to say to you. I honestly love that this is happening. Like, I've never, like, seen anything like this. So I'm just like, yes, because, like, even, like, when I was growing up, I just, all I knew was, like, me just being half Aboriginal, and that was what I grew up with. I never grew up with my black side. And it was, like, my auntie tried to. Like, all my, my whole family's just mixed. Like, my grandma, she's, like, Métis. She's half French, half Aboriginal, same with my grandpa, he's half Aboriginal, half Norwegian, and then my dad is the one that's half black but doesn't know where his roots are. Mm-hmm. All we know is that our family's just from Nova Scotia, and that's where, and like we have like a whole road. So they're probably from the underground slave, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 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 And then it's like a whole strip of land mm-hmm. in in Nova Scotia on Yarmouth, Yarmouth Road, it's just straight family, and I like, I have like Aboriginal family on on the bottom of the hill and at the top of the hill it's just all family like down the whole road it's just family and so it's just like mm-hmm. I'm going there this Sunday and I'm gonna go and be meeting a lot more family members because my cousin's getting married oh neat yeah and so That's like super cool. yeah so yeah and I just started doing like laying my hair out because like been seeing more posts about black women I'm just like yeah and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. ooh Cutting my hair out more, getting it it's nice and healthy now. Cut it by accident on one side. <laughs> Short. <laughs> so angry about it. But yeah, I just love the fact that this film's coming out because then like more girls younger now are gonna be like, oh wow, like I'm not gonna be oh, what's like not ashamed, like no, like 
just more and proud. Like, her, more, yeah, more proud. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I have like a film. Like, I have. I'm watching something that's other people go through. Like, yeah. you know, because yeah. yeah, growing up, that never really happened. Like, yeah, proud family. Like, that was freaking love that show. It was like, <laughs> yeah, you oh know, like God. it just showed like what people of mixed culture went through, but cartoon wise. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so real. And then your show's been coming out more real and like real life people. So it's just like the younger generation's gonna love it so much. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. It's, and that's actually everything that I do, I always say that's who I do this for is for the next generation because the the, the things that I would I would have liked to have growing up, I'm I have to create that, yeah. you know? And so and so yeah. Can I just can I just teach you something? Okay. Try not to use the word Aboriginal. Oh, yeah. Be very careful about how you identify because when you, words are very powerful yeah. when you speak to yourself. Um, so the word app, original. Yeah. Is, yeah, someone told me about yeah, it. Yeah, you're like saying that you're not, you're not a part of, yeah. you're not a part of the land. So say indigenous. Indigenous. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I keep forgetting about it though. Like, I have such a, like, a brain fart brain. No, no, no. Like, it's, honestly. No, it's, it's okay. Uh, we're, we're conditioned that way. So the, the word um, aboriginal uh, to say that, that you are ab is to say that you are not original of. Yeah. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like so abnormal. Abnormal. Normal, yeah. yeah ex- exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what my friend Carl breaks it down as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hard to keep up with the names, huh? <laughs> right. It's just like <laughs> what they call us yeah. these days. When people are like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I'm Ojibwe," and they're like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "Yeah." I just See? say like yeah. what I am. I'm, yeah. I'm a Jibwe. Yeah. I don't ever go into full detail. I'm just like I'm just half a Jibwe. Even even when we identify as minorities, right? To say you're a minority is to say that you are less than. You are minor. Yeah. So yeah. we have to be very careful about when even just saying that. Like, oh, I'm a minority. No, no, no. You're not. You're actually the majority. Yeah. <laughs> if we're actually gonna look at real statistics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I always I, I I always want young people to like, yeah. be yeah. very conscious no, of that. No, it's definitely true that too because I work at a historic site and we're dealing with 1815 which is the fur trade and so it's called Fort Gibraltar. I don't bring my work into this now. I'll, I'll <laughs> just remember because like I always use indigenous and I always hear my coworkers saying that too and like my bosses just because like the fort like Fort Gibraltar was like a northwest company for it and so they contracted indigenous people to work with them so that's why I, I learned how to do like moccasins and traditional like beadwork and stuff like that. That's cool. So they, yeah they always told me like yeah just use indigenous like it's yes. better that way mm-hmm. even in French too um, especially like a lot of um, apparently Quebecois that come here sometimes they'll say um, you know Terminacios like I don't remember what else but like we always say indigen. Oh, this is funny too, a funny story, I remember. I was like doing interpreting and this family of uh, Quebecers, they were, uh, a lot of them are very elderly Quebecers too, and so this guy I was interpreting, and so my whole staff is like, we're all, everybody's white except for me, I'm the only Asian. And so this, they they come to my cabin, and as I'm interpreting, he's like, he's like, so, and he taps my shoulder, what are you? And I'm just like, um, <laughs> this is really awkward because I was just like, you know, interpreting and stuff, doing my job, and then all of a sudden I get this question straight up out of the blue, and I'm just like, <laughs> do I get mad or do I just like? I, I ended up telling him like, yeah, I'm, in, like I'm Filipino, Japanese originally, mm-hmm. and like I'm from Australia. He's like, oh, that's so cool, that's so cool. Can I take a picture? And I was like, cool. And then like after they left, I was just like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's a little weird. Yeah, like it was really straight up. Like as I'm explaining, he was just like, "Yeah, so what are you?" Because we were talking in French, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't, man." 
That's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Don't take my picture. Yeah, I know. Don't take my picture. Yeah. Can you like block me out? Yeah. Yeah, I think one time I was telling a kid about like what minorities are like. Yeah. Yeah, and I said that I'm minorities. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think so. He's like, there's so many of you. I mean, it's only the truth. It's, I, that's really, it's only the truth. The like, kids yeah. see truth. Yeah. That's my newest album. So we're, we're not the minority. We are the majority. It's been really fun, though, honestly, like talking with you. And having this kind of group discussion is really great because sometimes it's, it's hard having like one-on-one -on -one, because it's like you have the feedback of the person but then like here it's like you get a diverse yeah. um, opinions of people and so I kind of like that yeah it's like a panel it's yeah like a panel. pretty yeah. much I, I do I really do want to encourage uh, more young folks to really access and, and develop themselves in the in the world of arts I feel like um, marching and protesting is 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 great, but there's nothing like sharing and telling a story. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, art is the way that we our oppressors will be able to um, to relate and identify. I'm not saying all, you know everybody's gonna get it, yeah. but I do feel like there is more power in seeing a piece, an art piece, or hearing a spoken word piece, yeah. or hearing a piece of music, seeing a film that can captivate uh, the feelings of, of, of people. So I really do want to encourage people to go into the arts. Um, university is great, do that too if you need yeah. to. Um, but we do need more uh, indigenous uh, actresses and actors. We do need more people, more uh, BIPOC people behind the lenses, behind microphones, producing, writing, uh, all those things. We, we need you. There is a, a small renaissance happening and we need more warriors in this renaissance. So, <laughs> so um, storytellers, story sharers, get your shit together and let's go. So this has been 101.5 UMFM. My name's Dana. That was Taya, Osani, and Adeline. And we'll see you guys next week with another uh, interview. Bye.